Welcome to Thriving Special Families with Crystal Sanford, your host. I'm so happy to have my special guest today, Pam Garrity. Hi, Pam. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure. I am so excited about our topic um, today, making learning fun. Uh, Families, if you are watching us live, welcome. Please make sure to add your comments to the comment section. If you are listening to us, welcome to the Thriving Special Families family. We hope that you will like and download our episodes that will be meaningful as we offer insight and humor and hope along your special needs journey. And I'm Chris for your host, and we offer information. Make sure that you are aware that this is for informational purposes only. If you are in need of advice in the medical area or legal area, please do consult a specialist in that area. So again, today's topic is making uh, learning fun for kids. And you know what, Pam, a special needs parent myself, I'm also an advocate, speech pathologist. As a parent, I to hear some tips. And I'm so glad to have you here to share tips about helping to make learning fun again. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I am honored to be a part of this. And um, you let me know when I you want me to, to just jump right in. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And families, again, make sure uh, live, make sure to add your comments there or watching uh, the replay off. Also, feel free to email us. We have our contact information there. Um, you can always email myself at uh, info at sdautismhelp.com or thrivingspecialfamilies at gmail.com. So, you know, I have a passion for people and the value of story, Pam. So I, I'd love to hear your story. But first, uh, let me uh, introduce you properly. Um, so Pam Garrity is the parent representative and community liaison for Triton Support Services. Uh, she loves being involved with the community and hearing feedback from families. Uh, she also takes feedback and is helping to grow and adapt uh, the programs for Triton to needs of families. Pam has a background that ranges from being a special education teacher, being program director, and liaison for an ABA company. For many years, uh, Pam loves being a part of Triton because it's a based program and she feels it's important in this field to know the child uh, best is to know the family and that the fa- entire family can benefit from giving them tools to support each other. So, Pam, what a wonderful bra- background that you bring. Tell us a little bit about what led you to support special families. Yes, thank you so much for that warm introduction. Um, I've always been passionate about about working with children, um, but my love for working in the field of special education really came after the opportunity I had um, as a teen, a tweener, uh, at a summer as a summer camp counselor, um, and I started to notice I was really magnetized, pulled towards the children experiencing more challenging needs and who needed extra support. I would look around my other, you know, co-workers, camp counselors at the end of each day, and they would just be exhausted. And I was like rearing and ready to learn more about these kiddos. Um, and so I was eager, so eager to learn how to help them reach their goals. And from there, I started volunteering um, at a more severe it was like severe and profoundly impacted um, individual summer camp. And that was all the way through adults. So I just 
went from kids to teens to adults and bounced back and forth. And I just really, really found my passion there. Um, I learned so much in those experiences. I don't think any textbook could have ever taught me. And I even Mm -hmm. ended up teaching at that same school that had the summer camp. So when I graduated college, so for me, it was full circle. I Mm -hmm. just really found um, my path that way and was so lucky to, to find it so young. And I've always Mm -hmm. just loved working with, with people. So I decided to move to San Diego. I was on East coaster And I was just honestly over the cold winters. And I started um, as soon as I got here, my intention was to be a special ed teacher, but I ran into a new company um, at the time. It was called Excite Steps. And uh, at the time, this was probably 14 years ago. They were just doing like mentoring and summer camps and social clubs for kids, teens and adults. Um, And I was so fortunate to be a part of that. I was their first full-time employee and I was able to take the feedback from the families and the community on what was missing and create the programs with my team from there. So we just Mm -hmm. took that feedback and ran. We evolved into an ABA therapy organization and it Mm -hmm. took off and grew successfully from there. So Mm -hmm. it was so special to be a part of that. And Mm -hmm. now I am just thrilled to be a part of Triton's team um, because they're just absolutely parent and student focused. And I've always Mm -hmm. found that when the entire village for the child is on the same page, the progress Mm -hmm. is monumental. Um, So that's kind of my background with it. But the journey has led me here. And I just love connecting with people. And I look forward to continuing to do so. That's amazing. So wow, what a, what a an a early journey as you said. It's it's not often mm-hmm. that we find that passion so early and and get mm-hmm. to uh, continue that throughout our adult life. So that's awesome and it's you've been a, a great company that is, you know, really um just increased tremendously and now bringing those same skills here uh, to help families. So that's really great, Pam. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm really really glad to have you and, and glad to hear more about your story. Um, Thank you. So, you know, I'm sure as you have worked with uh, young adults and young children, children of all ages, although today we're going to focus more on those elementary age kiddos, uh, I'm sure mm-hmm. that you've heard and seen a lot um, and uh, found ways to support them. And so mm-hmm. let's just dive in and start with maybe one tip that you have for families, because right now, you know, at the time of this recording, we're still in a place. Uh, here in California, where we're based, where mm-hmm. we're in distance learning, we're in hybrid learning, maybe some schools are just starting to open up. And so parents have been taking on a bulk of their responsibility in the learning. And maybe as a result of that, um, and parents maybe, you know, not having that skill set or, or, you know, whatever it might be, maybe learning has become not as much fun as, as more of a drudgery or, or you know, parents are overwhelmed, kids are overwhelmed, they're, you know, tired of being at home. Um, What's one tip that you have for for parents as they can facilitate the learning at home? Yeah, so my first tip that I wanted to share that I've been hearing um, families have been doing and it's been successful and fun for them is in regards to motivation and -hmm. keeping the child motivated when it comes to time to learning um, at home, especially. So some great feedback I've heard 
um, to help with this is to create a daily schedule and routine for your child and doing this the weekend, like spending Sunday together and set a time aside each weekend to plan the week ahead and be sure, you know, you make it as colorful and put glitter on there or stickers or whatever, make it a craft almost um, so that it's, they can hang it. They see it daily. It's something fun to look at and they're proud of it. Um, building time into their schedule for regular school day activities, such as lunchtime, uh, recess and breaks between subjects has been found to be helpful too. So keeping it kind of in the groove of a traditional school day. Mm-hmm. Um, for younger kids, I've heard that using pictures instead of words has been really successful. So you can get really fun with that. If you're artistic at all, which I'm not so much, you can do you know hand drawings, you can do clip art, you can just copy and paste things from the internet, maybe their favorite superheroes or any characters they like can be really fun and motivating. Um, it is yeah. you know, super helpful if you as a family also try to stay on schedule each day. I know mm-hmm. I really do well with that. And right. parents have noted that um, their child does much better with structure and knows what is expected of them each day. Right. So, of mm-hmm. course, it's it's all right if you have to make adjustments as you go. But it's beneficial to share that those adjustments out loud with your child. Why is the schedule changing today? What do we expect? You know, were there technical difficulties? Where are we going to make up that time so that they can really feel like they're holding themselves accountable? Now, this Um, is great, Pam, you know, especially for our kiddos uh, who are on the spectrum and a lot of our parents like myself are autism parents. And so setting up that schedule, I love that, making it fun, making it colorful, um, yeah. Doing that on the weekend, prepping that can be really helpful, helps to reduce that anxiety, knowing what it, to expect. But then talking through, like you said, those changes, because life happens and we want our kids to have flexible thinking, uh, you know, yeah. especially our kids in the spectrum, our kids, who, you know, maybe who um, have some sensory challenges, kids with, mm-hmm. you know, learning disabilities, ADHD and whatnot. And so talking through and giving them that language, sometimes that language is empowering as a parent, right? Like, yes. oh, wow. I'm disappointed. It rained today, like like at the day of this taping. It's raining. It, it's raining today. We're not going to be able to do this. I'm disappointed. This makes me feel X, Y, Z. Talking through that with the, with the child can be super helpful, I can imagine, because I know I yeah. do that with my, with my daughter, too. Absolutely. And um, another fun idea along with that that I heard is like taking their favorite little figurine Uh, maybe a dinosaur or a little doll or something and putting like double-sided Velcro on it and putting the other dots on the schedule. So you're Mm -hmm. actually moving your little guy across Mm -hmm. the day. So dinosaur has just finished math. Now we're going to move on to lunch, you know, and also giving them the language there too. I've heard Mm -hmm. great feedback in regards to that. That's great. I love that. You know, when my daughter was younger, we her uh, I think it was OT helped us make a daily schedule and we mm-hmm. used that and it was Thomas the Train back then. And so Thomas yeah. the Train, <laughs> you know, used those Velcro. But I like the idea of the figurine because my kid. Yeah, I mean, how figurine. many extra toys do we have laying yeah. around, you know, oh, like just yeah. mm-hmm. so really getting them, giving them another life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Making it a meaningful <laughs> So it's one less that I'm stepping on my foot. I love it. Exactly. Love it. <laughs> um, so yeah. Pam, so that's- if, you're, 
Yeah. Just wanted to let the, the parents know if you're just joining us again, this is Thriving Special Families. I'm your host, Crystal Sanford. And today our topic is making learning fun for our kids. And our guest today is Pam Garrity of Triton Support Services. Um, also know that our show is sponsored by Stanford Autism Consulting, where we offer IEP advocacy and help you advocate for the special education that your child deserves. So we're diving in here to some tips to help families make learning fun while we're at home, be it distance learning, hybrid learning, and whatnot. Um, And so our first tip that Pam shared was making that schedule, prepping that schedule, trying to stay close to it, also even uh, making it fun and and a visual support that can help you through the day. Uh, Parents, if you have questions, again, uh, if you're watching live, feel free to add the comments. Uh, So welcome all of our families who are listening to our podcast. So Pam, Number two, what's your next tip for us? So my second tip would be um, to make sure you're giving your child breaks throughout the day Mm -hmm. and they can be very motivating. Um, For younger children, one idea is you can work out a sticker system with them where they can Mm -hmm. earn a star or a sticker of their choice for every assignment they complete throughout their day. Mm -hmm. And then they can take a break after, for example, you earn two stars, we're going to take a break, or we earn three stars, we're going to have snack, Um, just kind of help, you know, keep them motivated, make sure Mm -hmm. it's something you can have them pick out the stickers when you guys go to Target or something, you know, Mm -hmm. let's make this something really fun where they feel like they had a choice, and they're going to look forward to it. Yeah, Um, that's adding them, adding them in as a part of it getting their buy-in. They had a choice in it. I love those things. All that can help to be motivating. Uh, You know, it makes me think about those uh, uh, visual charts and reinforcement systems that um, I work with families to add into their IEP. Um, Mm -hmm. And these can be really important. And and often kids have had these at school, but let's translate that to home as well so that we too can see that benefit. Right. And for older children, you could make an agreement with them. Like if they finish their math and reading assignments by 1130, for example, they can have screen time before lunch. You know, things that are age appropriate motivators. And I sure know that those older kids sure love that screen time. So I've heard great feedback with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're and it's true too. I know I've uh, been thinking, talking to some other professionals, um, Controlling and using that screen time um, as a tool can be super powerful. So um, granting them screen time all the time, maybe you're honing it in and using it at certain times as the reward, a part of the reward system. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Some um, fun break ideas are like putting on a yoga video for them to move their body. So to get them, you know, because you're so often in front of the computer with that hunched over back, like getting the movement, the energy flowing back into the body. Um, I've heard that just has been so fun for families to do. And I know, um, for example, like my husband, he is in the school. So when he is gets a chance to stretch or take a movement break, mm-hmm. you know, incorporating that in with your child, it can be really, really fun. You can tug on each other's arms to stretch and, and mm-hmm. really um, have some special time there. So another, um, yeah, another cool idea is you can brainstorm with your child's teachers to help support the socialization within the classroom during the virtual learning. So maybe they play a fun game together during a learning break um, to help build and practice Mm -hmm. casual conversations and appropriate social interactions. Um, You know, I even 
have heard teachers doing like virtual where students will do a virtual lunch together um, Mm -hmm. for that casual conversation. So it's just like, you know, trying to incorporate a regular school day into that. Now, this is so great, right? Because a lot of our kiddos are struggling socially. They've missed Mm -hmm. that. And how do we tie that in a way that's fun? I like that. Make a virtual lunch date um, yeah, for yeah. teachers. Yeah. And for parents, mm-hmm. if if your school isn't doing that, you could even set something up like that, you know, exactly. with a couple of your, your kids' friends and um, they got, they've had their learning time. Maybe, maybe they even chat about their learning while they're having lunch, but it, but that socialization piece, that's really powerful, important. And um, there is a way to do that and, and make it fun. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. And if you are lucky enough to have children in your neighborhood, <laughs> one right. idea I've heard is super motivating is they can play on their breaks, socially distanced games of hide and seek. Um, mm-hmm. no, that's a totally appropriate socially distanced game. Yeah. And they can do that with each other, burn off the energy and then, you know, go back in. And it's something really fun for them to look forward to. So getting on the page, same page with neighbors can be really fun. And that's good, too, because that could be a motivator in itself. We're talking about getting that learning done. And then, wow, because, you know, you could be on your schedule. You're going to have, you know, uh, that play date time or that, you know, 30 minutes uh, tag or whatever it is, you know, um, Mm -hmm. hide and seek. And so um, that could be something that they're looking forward to. It might be a good motivator during the day. Right. Right. So, yeah, that was that was under my my tip number two. (laughs) Wow. That's a lot under tip number two. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, parents, if you are listening and you have a kiddo in elementary age, is what we're kind of talking about today, that grade school kiddo, um, these tips are phenomenal. And so I'm so glad, uh, Pam, that you're sharing with us. Um, do you have anything more? I do have a third tip. <laughs> oh, great. I'm ready. We're ready, parents. Okay. I'm, I'm taking notes as you're talking. <laughs> okay, great. Um, I've seen such great results from boosting children's confidence. And when you know kids are feeling less confident and down about their abilities, it really impacts their ability to stay engaged and learn. I can yes. speak for myself as well. When I'm feeling less confident, my motivation is definitely impacted. So mm-hmm. I have um, seen it's really helpful to focus on a child's efforts and accomplishments over the results and outcomes, you know, so let yeah. them know how proud you are of their hard work, even if they're not getting the perfect grade. We're all trying so hard over this past year and mm-hmm. saying things like, wow, you were on school videos a lot today. And I have to say you handled it so well, you know, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. You've adapted to this virtual learning. Mm-hmm. You're such a rock star. Little reminders in their ear each day can really, really um, help their confidence and help keep them motivated. I've heard great results with that. And and they need to feel, you know, believed in and heard. Mm-hmm. Try and acknowledge their feelings and let them know you believe in them on a daily basis if you can. I've seen firsthand when kids feel confident, they are more, much more likely to try and remain engaged in work. Um, That's so great. So simple, but so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, who doesn't appreciate a pat on the back and, you know, some kind kind words, encouraging words. I think it's something very easy that we as parents can do to help our kids stay motivated throughout the day. So that's a great reminder. 
Yeah. And it's also fun to remind siblings as well. Like, Hey, maybe don't go tell your brother what a great job he's doing and mm-hmm. Hey, go tell your sister, you know, and getting that language started within the whole family, let them hear you saying it to your significant other, to your neighbor, you know, it's just practice by modeling and showing them how that little bit of kindness can really help boost people up. I think that's a great reminder. That's great. And leading by example, you know, we talk a lot about parent modeling and, and engaging. And so, yeah, you, us, we as parents doing that, but then our kids will begin to take that on. It'll become just a natural piece of the family environment. And, um, and when we're confident, when we're feeling good, then the learning is going to come maybe a little bit easier. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so great. So, yeah. Well, these have been great tips, Pam. I'd love to hear about maybe a, a funny story or a success story um, in a family that you've worked with uh, during this time. Okay, sure. Um, a fun success story that I recently had the pleasure of being involved with was a student we were working with on his emotional outburst and regulating his social emotional responses in, in the moment. Okay. Um the team started using what we call the zones of regulation with him. And the zones of regulation is just an approach used to support the development of self-regulation in children. So all the different ways children feel and the states of alertness they experience are categorized into like four colored zones. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal is to be well-regulated and to be able to be in an appropriate zone at the appropriate time. You know, when you're upset, I'm, I'm orange, but now I'm mad. So it's red, that kind of a thing. So um, during our parent coaching sessions, I started to involve the family on how to use the zones as well. So the next time we met, I checked in to see how it was going at home and the entire family was using the zones. Um, and working together to support him in the home and in the community, like in restaurants and playgrounds. Mm -hmm. And I just found this to be so touching. Um, Even the little brother was chiming in and saying when he was upset about something that (laughs) he was in the red zone and he needed to cool off. And the impact this had for the student was so positive because now he was able to express how he was feeling in the moment with his family comfortable with being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and before it would normally had turned into a meltdown. So I just love seeing this family take the tool and run with it and getting such great results and hearing that feedback. So um, that was definitely a success story I thought was, was really touching. That's so great. And everybody getting involved and and chiming in. That's Mm -hmm. so, uh, so powerful and something like that, I'm sure translated super well into helping him do well academically, I can imagine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, across the board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because if you're not having a meltdown, then you're in a good space and you're ready to be able to learn to engage with the learning, that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's so great, Pam. Well, mm-hmm. these have been great, great tips, you know, uh, for parents who are maybe uh, l- listening a little bit later on here. You know, we've been talking about making learning fun for kids, and we've talked about setting up a schedule, making it creative and fun, adding in those movement breaks and those uh, positive uh, interactions, those uh, positive comments as well as um, getting the whole family kind of on board with that. You know, these are the tips that we've talked about today. Um, And our guest has been Pam Garrity here of Triton Support Services. You know, Pam, if parents have more questions for you about maybe some more tips about uh, how to make learning fun, or they want to know more if they're in San Diego area, they want to know more about Triton, how can they contact you? 
Yes. So you can go to our website. It's TritonSupportServices.com. There's a, a Let's Connect option on there. Go ahead and click on that. And then I will be able to contact you from there. It'll send me your information. We can touch base. And even if you're feeling not so ready yet, you can still get on the website and check out our tips. You can check out our, we have free um, uh, workshops, courses that we offer for parents. We do virtual social clubs, yoga, all kinds of fun things for every personality. So definitely go ahead and check it out. Well, that's great. That's wonderful. You know, and uh, hopefully we'll start to branch out more and do more things that are in person. But I love that you guys have these virtual options also. It's, it's super yes. cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you. you know, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to have had you here. And like I said, I got my notes. I'm, I'm ready to add some of these things in at my home as well. Um, so I'm so glad to have had you here, Pam. I really appreciate your time. And I just like I said, I love speaking with the community and getting feedback. So yes, I look forward to connecting with more families and and I really appreciate you doing this. This is hard work that you're doing and it's so needed. So thank you. (laughs) Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I only put out there what I know I need myself as a special needs family. Um, So I'm really, really happy to help families this way. Uh, And again, parents, if you have questions about your child's IEP or have any concerns in that area, always feel free to reach out uh, to me at info at sdautismhelp.com. So again, I'm Crystal Sanford, your host for Thriving Special Families. Our topic today has been making learning fun for kids. I want you guys to have a great day and always remember your child's going to be okay and you're going to be okay. Have a great one. 